Welcome everyone and welcome. Yeah, welcome everyone and welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving that in there. Uh, welcome everyone to Whiskey and Wine. I'm your host Louise, and this is my lovely co-host Jean. Um, we're so happy you decided to join us again today for another episode. Um, we are, yeah, I'm just going off the cuff here and not even looking at my script. So uh, today we're featuring a discussion titled "Relationships: Loving Others as You Learn to Love Yourself." So this week's conversation is going to cover the different types of relationships that we all have in our lives, all the while enjoying our wine. Excuse me, we're featuring a whiskey this week. Um, and sharing our personal takes on the subject matter. So pull up a seat, pour a drink, and let's get started. Cheers to learning to love yourself. <laughs> so this week we decided to... Um, really dive into the different types of relationships that people experience in life. And I don't know about you, but in some of the research I did, mm -hmm. I found that there are four types of basic types of relationships. So family, friends, acquaintances, and then romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like that's a pretty good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So diving right into that. Obviously, starting off with family. Those are the people you're given. Mm -hmm. People you're born, you're born into. You're kind of stuck with, at least to a good chunk of your life. Usually. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that for most people, they choose. I'm going to apologize right now, everyone. I do have a young puppy, and she's very vocal. So, so yeah. So... We're on the subject of family, and family, I don't feel like, sometimes family is permanent and sometimes it isn't. Well, yeah, I think up to a certain degree, like, obviously growing up, mm -hmm. you can't always help, like, what family you're around if you're around family. Right. Because, you know, some people don't grow up with family, they grow up in the foster system, or, you know... Whatever the circumstances yeah. may be. Yeah, agreed. And I think that um, sometimes family can be some of the more toxic people in your life. Yeah. Just because they hold that title. I feel like a lot of insecurities and things are rooted from childhood trauma or, you know, whatever it may be. Or just how you were treated. A hundred percent. That molds you into the person you are. Yeah. And your personality. And I feel like sometimes, like, f when family members are the that toxic, it's harder to kind of sever that relationship, or maybe not sever it, but, like, kind of step away from it and learn how to grow and be a better person, even though you've been shit on by this person who's supposed to love you, quote-unquote, love well, you. Well, right, and that might be exactly it, because... You know, they're supposed to be the one people in this world. They're your familiar people. Yeah, yeah. That you grow up with. And until you meet other people or other people that you would call family or friends or you don't know any better. You don't know any different. You just right. think that's how people are. That's how the world is. Their perception. Yeah, and like kind of spinning off of that a little bit, I feel like family is where you, you learn your self-worth. Like, it's definitely mm -hmm. the base, the basis for how you view yourself as a person. Yes. And how you 
like you learn the necessary skills to like grow as a person I guess yeah. is kind of where I'm going with that yeah but yeah yeah so you and I were different in that sense I guess because you have sisters right and I have brothers right so do you think it was harder growing up for you with having sisters as people see women to be more like conceited and things was it you think it was worse or better for you growing up I know having brothers like they were fine but you know you had to be like the tough mm-hmm. girl to play with the boys you had to you know be able to take it to dish it out and right I definitely think that uh, growing up with sisters, there was more room for um, insecurities, and there was more room for, um, like, the the cattiness of things, Mm -hmm. especially, like, uh, Mm competition-wise. It wasn't like, in a sport, there's a winner and there's a loser, you know? I grew up in a single-parent home for most of my life. Um, while my dad was kind of in and out during my childhood, but, um, like, with my sisters, I didn't really have the option. My mom was working a ton, so I had to grow up really fast. But my sisters really struggled with, um, not so much the growing up part of life, Mm -hmm. but they really, like, my one sister really struggled with, like, the competition. She always felt like she had to compete with me. And that really caused a lot of tension in our lives, a lot of toxicity, because she just, you know, at some point in her, <laughs> at some point in her life, she just decided that she was in competition with me, and that was it. So, I wonder why. I wonder what triggered that. You know, I wonder why she. Oh yeah, I. I, I wonder no like, because you guys, you know, you you and your sisters are pretty close knit, like your whole lives up until mm-hmm. you know whatever until adulthood. So really? I wonder what happened to her or what in her mind triggered her to be like that, you know? Did well, you- I, I always wanted to know. I, I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, happen behind closed doors in our adult lives that maybe she hasn't shared with us or that she's really, like, embarrassed about. Because people go through stuff. Oh, yeah. And... Like, you don't have to go through stuff as a kid for it to change you. You can go through stuff as an adult. And I think that maybe she just was, like, trying to find herself in all the crazy stuff that I've heard she's done. But she's never come out and been like, you know, this is this is who I am as a person because of these things. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, who does that? Well, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. You know, but she definitely, you know, in her younger days were was... It seemed like to me she was in constant competition. Mm. Always striving to do the things I was doing or to do thing, life things before I got to them. Mm. Which, I mean, to each their own. If that's what motivated her to be, to kind of try to get herself through life, that's good on you. Like, everyone's got their own way, but we really butted heads for a long time and had a pretty strained relationship because... She just was kind of in her feelings, and that was really, like, it wasn't my fault, but it was, in her eyes, my fault. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, <laughs> you didn't, like, 
want it that way for sure. So you're right. like trying to make it worse, but just existing kind of made it worse. Yeah. yeah. Some and sometimes for family members it's like that. Like you especially when you start to go on like a, a self discovery journey, I feel like you're going to get those people in your life that are like, Oh, you're better than us now. So that's funny you say that because kind of when I had had sur- gastric surgery, yeah, um, I had knew a few girls who had already had it done because, you know, when I had decided I was going to do it, I was, I was reaching out. So, and they warned me. They were like, when you lose weight, you'll find out who your real friends are. People are going to treat you different. Right. And it was true. That's crazy to me. People do get crazy things in their head like, oh, you're skinny now. Welcome, everyone, and welcome. Yeah, welcome, everyone, and welcome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm leaving that in there. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to Whiskey and Wine. I'm your host, Louise, and this is my lovely co-host, Jean. Um, we're so happy you decided to join us again today for another episode. Um, we are, yeah, I'm just going off the cuff here and not even looking at my script. So, uh, today we're featuring a discussion titled Relationships, Loving Others as You Learn to Love Yourself. So, this week's conversation is going to cover the different types of relationships that we all have in our lives, all the while enjoying our wine. Excuse me, we're featuring a whiskey this week. Um, And sharing our personal takes on the subject matter. So pull up a seat, pour a drink, and let's get started. Cheers to learning to love yourself. (laughs) So this week we decided to um, really dive into the different types of relationships that people experience in life. And I don't know about you, but in some of the research I did... I found that there are four types of, basic types of relationships. So, family, friends, acquaintances, and then romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like that's a pretty good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, diving right into that. Obviously, starting off with family. Those are the people you're given. Mm -hmm. People you're born, you're born into. You're kind of stuck with, at least to a good chunk of your life. Right. Yeah, I definitely think that for most people, they choose. I'm going to apologize right now, everyone. I do have a young puppy, and she's very vocal. So, so yeah. So, we're on the subject of family. And family, I don't feel like... Sometimes family is permanent, and sometimes it isn't. Well, yeah, I think up to a certain degree, like obviously growing up Mm -hmm. you can't always help like what family you're around if you're around family right because you know some people don't grow up with family they grow up in the foster system or you know whatever the circumstances yeah yeah agreed and i think that um sometimes family can be some of the more toxic people in your life yeah. Just because they hold that title. I feel like a lot of insecurities and things are rooted from childhood trauma or, you know, whatever it may be. Or just how you were treated. A hundred percent. That molds you into the person you are. Yeah. And your personality. And... and I feel like sometimes 
like, when family members are the that toxic, it's harder to kind of sever that relationship or maybe not sever it, but like kind of step away from it and learn how to grow and be a better person even though you've been shit on by this person who's supposed to love you, quote-unquote, love well, you. Well, right, and that might be exactly it because, you know, they're supposed to be the one people in this world. They're your familiar people. Yeah, yeah. That you grow up with, and until you meet other people or other people that you would call family or friends or you don't know any better. You don't know any different. You just right. think that's how people are, that's how the world is, their perception yeah, and, like, kind of spinning off of that a little bit, I feel like family is where you you learn your self-worth. Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. the base, the basis for how you view yourself as a person. Yes. And how you, like, you learn the necessary skills to, like, grow as a person, I guess yeah. is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So... You and I were different in that sense, I guess, because you have sisters. Right. And I have brothers. Right. So, do you think it was harder growing up for you with having sisters? As people see women to be more, like, conceited and things, was it, do you think it was worse or better for you growing up? I know having brothers, like, they were fine, but, you know, you had to be, like, the tough mm-hmm. girl to play with the boys, you had to, you know, be able to take it, to dish it out, and... Right. I definitely think that, uh, growing up with sisters, there was more room for, um, insecurities, and there was more room for, um, like, the the cattiness of things, Mm -hmm. especially, like, uh, Mm competition-wise. It wasn't, like... In a sport, there's a winner and there's a loser. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a sing- single-parent home for most of my life. Um, while my dad was kind of in and out during my childhood. But, um, like, with my sisters, I didn't really have the option. My mom was working a ton, so I had to grow up really fast. But my sisters really struggled with um, not so much the growing up part of life, mm-hmm. but they really, like, my one sister really struggled with like, the competition, she always felt like she had to compete with me, and that really caused a lot of tension in our lives, a lot of toxicity, because she just, you know, at some point in her, (laughs) at some point in her life, she just decided that she was in competition with me, and that was it, so. I wonder why, I wonder what triggered that, you know, I wonder why she. Oh, yeah, I, I I wonder, like, because you guys, you know, you, you and your sisters are pretty close, knit, like, your whole lives up until, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Until adulthood. So, really. I wonder what happened to her or what in her mind triggered her to be like that, you know. Did well, you- I, I always wanted to know. I, I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, happen behind closed doors in our adult lives that maybe she hasn't shared with us or that she's really, like, embarrassed about. Because people go through stuff. Oh, yeah. And... Like, you don't have to go through stuff as a kid for it to change you. You can go through stuff as an adult. And I think that maybe she just was, like, trying to find herself in all the crazy stuff that I've heard she's done. But she's never come out and been like, you know, this is... 
this is who I am as a person because of these things. Mm-hmm. And well, it, I mean, who does that? Well, yeah, really? yeah, you know, but she definitely, you know, in her younger days were, was, it seemed like to me she was in constant competition. Mm. Always striving to do the things I was doing or to do thing, life things before I got to them. Mm. Which, I mean, to each their own, if that's what motivated her to be, to kind of try to get herself through life, that's good on you. Like, everyone's got their own way, but we really butted heads for a long time and had a pretty strained relationship because she just was kind of in her feelings, and that was really... Like, it wasn't my fault, but it was, in her eyes, my fault. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, <laughs> you didn't, like, want it that way, for sure. So you right. were trying to make it worse, but just existing kind of made it worse. Yeah. yeah. Some And sometimes for family members, it's like that. Like, you, especially when you start to go on, like, a, a self-discovery journey, I feel like you're going to get those people in your life that are like, oh... You're better than us now. So, that's funny you say that because kind of when I had had gastric surgery. Yeah. um, I had knew a few girls who had already had it done because, you know, when I had decided I was going to do it, I was was reaching out. So, and they warned me. They were like, when you lose weight, you'll find out who your real friends are. People are going to treat you different. Right. And it was true. That's crazy to me. People do get crazy things. So, yeah, it's crazy that people would just yeah, all of a sudden change how they see you as a person because of well, what you look like on the outside. And what I think is, once again, it's people triggered their insecurities. They're like, oh, this person must think they're better than me because they look better than me. Stop comparing yourself to other people. (laughs) Right. No, and I, you know, I guess I've experienced that a little bit. Not, like, with a direct family member, but, like, with people that my family members have dated. Mm -hmm. Like, my aunt dated this guy for a long time. And uh, I was in a relationship, and then I gained quite a bit of weight over the course of that relationship. And he he pointed out one day, he's like... Wow, Christine, you've really gotten fat over the past couple of years, haven't you? What a dick. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate you. Like, and then what do you say in that moment? Like, thanks for pointing out my flaws. Like, I No way, I couldn't tell. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I haven't gone up two pant sizes in the past couple exactly. of years. You know what I mean? Like, like, it didn't take all of my strength and effort and my emotional... To put pants on and come here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go cry in the car now. Yeah. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know my private battle, but definitely thank you for conquering my mental state right now. I'm going to go home and try not to have some other unhealthy habit. Right. I'm going to start drinking my life away. Yeah. Good Lord. So, yeah. Just kind of super devastating. And then when you're eating... It just it seems to hit you, right? When you, you're you on the verge of a breakthrough with yourself. And or you're it, feeling really good about yourself yeah. that day. Yeah. And then somebody says something and you're like, 
You know, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I was having a good day. I right, like I was in the mood to have a good day, and here I am. And you just killed it. Yeah. Thank you. Just wrecked me. Yeah. Yeah. But Thank you. Family, yeah, family, that's a hard, that's probably the hardest one to get away from, or... To correct those. To, yeah, kind of be like, hey, you're fucking my vibe. Right. Stop being a You are dick. ruining me. Like, I had to, you know, growing up for me with all the boys and my mom being kind of a tomboy, mm-hmm. um, it was, don't be such a girly girl, don't be such a sissy you know, you have to hunt, you have to fish, you have to not worry about getting dirty, but you also can't look like a slob. Yeah, it was really double and standard. It, it, I was, <laughs> you know, I always tried to make myself look presentable, and I'd, you know, be like, come on, princess, let's go, or whatever, and then at the same token, like, I never wore, I had never worn a, a pair of sweatpants in my life until I was, like, 21. What? Because... <laughs> I was told growing up that if you were heavy, you didn't leave the house in sweatpants. That was sloppy. You put on real pants if you're going to leave the house. So I just didn't own any. Oh, my god! Because I was terrified that I would look sloppy on top of being heavy. And, you know, I don't know. It was really kind of sexist in my house, my family's house. And, yeah, I don't know, man. But well, I think... That's hard to get away from. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because you... In our cases, like, we love our families. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. get us wrong. Definitely. But. And they've definitely... Now that I've kind of grown into my own, they're like, oh, you know what? That's how she is. That's who she is. Right. There's a bit more acceptance as we've gotten older. And I've definitely mentioned it here and there to certain people in my family. Like, hey, that is really shitty to say. Like, that hurts my feelings. Can you not be a dick? <laughs> a lot of can you not be a dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many years like did it take for you to get there? Oh, I mean, I was definitely not a minor anymore. Yeah. Just because, I you know I think once I moved out. Yeah. I was like, well, if I piss them off by telling them how I feel, I can I don't have to go home to it because I don't live here. Right. So. Kind of made a big difference when you were able to stand on your own two feet. For sure. Yeah. And, like, for our young listeners out there, you don't have to move out of your house to stand up to... No. Like, some of the more, lack of a better term, shitty situations in your families. I know we... I personally also didn't stand up for myself until I was, like, moved out of the house. Because not only did I not want to deal with it when I got home, but I also had... Not really the issues with my mom, but the issues with my siblings. And I didn't want to feel obligated to fix their feelings after I broke. If I. Because you were kind of like a second mom to them. Yeah. Yeah. I was always gone, right? Right. And she, you know, she was working. She was doing what she had to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those things like I was the comforter. And if. I was the one who kind of put the band-aids over their boo-boos when they had trouble, you know. If they had trouble at school, I was the one who, like, said something to the kids that were 
pissing them off and you know it's just kind of one of those things like I was more of a protector so if they did have some toxic traits I didn't feel good telling them about it because I just wanted to protect them mm-hmm. so and that's kind of how I've always been as a person I don't want to hurt people I want to protect them well right and being but. your family that you love you're not trying to like I ain't trying to do start this a fire yeah. and stand in it you know right definitely not and I think that we really as a a family unit my sisters and I we all really struggle with kind of keeping the peace sometimes because we did grow up so differently Mm -hmm. like the dynamics is between all of us are really different isn't that so funny yeah we're completely different people we all grew up in the same household but we are three separate different people. Personalities and everything are just so different. How we handle life is different. How we live our lives is different. It's See, my brothers and I, we have different beliefs and everything mm-hmm. um, on certain topics. But for the most part, we all kind of, you know, live our lives Similarly. relatively similar I wouldn't say we're, like, the total opposites of each other in most cases, but we're really similar. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, while my sisters, while I do think deep down, you know, in my hard parts, I know my sisters are good people. Yeah. I really worry about, like, them in life some days, but I can't just... You can't just hold people's hand through life. You know what I mean? Nobody you can't. held your hand. Right. So I just... You gotta learn some of your biggest lessons alone, man. Yeah. Oh, agreed. And I think that's kind of where family is great. Can be, you know, we've t- kind of talked to a, about family in kind of a darker light. But I also think that there's a, a great side to family. You know, when everyone else leaves, you used to, can still count on those people you call family, you know? Yes. Whether they are blood or not. Exactly. Because family isn't always blood. No. No. And, like, I consider you my family member. Same. And it's one of those things, like, when the world kind of left us high and dry, we fucking had each other. We were like, figured it out. Yeah. We for sure did. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And it, I don't know, that's kind of leading into friends, friends that are family. You know, moving mm-hmm. on to the next type of relationship. You know, we've. I've had many friends in my life, many people that have come and go, you know, some stayed longer than others, but... Yeah, I have a tendency to have, like, I don't know if... (laughs) It's kind of like, people call me cold-hearted, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean to be, but if you are causing any unnecessary bullshit in my life, I will disappear out of your life. Right. (laughs) Like, you know what... This, uh, no thank you, I will block you, I will not talk to you, you will not see me again. Right. Like, I just want nothing to do with you, but I have a bad habit of doing that so quickly. Okay. So I don't know, I mean, I love my group of friends, it's real no bullshit, which is great, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think of all those people who I did kind of just drop and we were so young and I'm like... Did they really deserve that? Should I really have done that? You know? I mean, do you think... 
Do you think for that being kind of one of your faults and, and being a friend, it, it's a learned? Maybe. Like defense mechanism? Like it's it's what saves you from heartbreak with people? That could be. Because I've watched, you know, some people just absolutely wreck their lives for other people yeah. and getting sucked into their drama and the second it starts affecting my personal life, I'm just not having it. I'm right. Like, You're stressing me out, and I don't want you around. Like, <laughs> go somewhere else. Please and thank you. Yeah. I, I, I still want you to eat, just not at my table. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I wish I, I, wish I was more like that, because there's been some people in my life, you know, friends and family and like, that have really more or less taking advantage of me and my kindness and my... Because you can get so consumed. Oh, yeah. You get completely taken over by people. Yeah. And some people who don't have remorse for that, you know, who are those, the manipulators and stuff that we were talking about last week, you know, in our previous episode of kind of it discussing the different personality types that are out there, one of the more toxic traits people have is manipulating people. And I think that I can fall victim to that because I'm such a helper. And I'm such like an, you know what I mean? Like I'm such an encourager and I want people to succeed. And I will literally go the extra mile to make sure that you're happy and to make sure that you have everything you need before I have it for myself. And there's no strings attached with you for that. Right. See, with me, I don't know why I'm like this, but like... I only do that to people who I know would have my back, too. Right. But if I don't think you would do that for me, there ain't no way in hell I'm doing that for you. It's kind of like, hey, you know, it's got to go both ways, or I'm not wasting my time. Right. Not that my time's so important, but, like, (laughs) just... But to, like, you as a person, you, you really got and want that, you know connection to be a very mutual connection and I think that's where that validation comes from for you yeah you know what I mean like looking at it from the outside I know that I kind of go on a a whim and a prayer like I really hope that that validation comes from the other person but I'm not completely sure that it's going to come back my way you know what I mean kind of one of those like I really hope things work out but if it doesn't work out in my favor then I mean it could go both ways, you know. Yeah, so I just, I think that, you know, you learn different skills with people to kind of save yourself from heartbreak. Because it's hard enough to, like, really be on your side. And then you get other people involved and you kind of, sometimes you lose yourself. You forget yourself and trying to help people. Yeah, definitely. Although, I can honestly say... I don't think I've ever lost myself in people. I've had people be not obsessed, but they want all my time and they want me, you know, to be a part of everything in their life and, like, it's kind of suffocating. Oh, yeah, and we've all had that person that really... Which, and it's funny because... The people that have done that, Mm -hmm. because it's happened on a a few times, they're acquaintances. They're not even, like, close friends. Yeah. Like, I might call them a friend, but, like, barely. Right. You're just like, what in the 
you know, I had a friend, well, I worked with her. Yep. And she was the only one in the area I knew. And, um, we hung out a couple of times just because I was new in the area and... Right, trying to make a new connection. Because we did have to work together and, you know, one of the times we were hanging out and it wasn't, we hadn't, we had hung out maybe twice before that. And I was talking about, like, my wedding. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh yeah, then I can be in your wedding. And I was thinking... Whoa, um, like, bro, that's, like, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) Um, you know, like, how do you tell somebody, uh, no? Like, I barely know you. Right. But, and then for somebody to assume, like. Yeah, like. so crazy. Kind of crazy. But yeah, just like that. Well, and that's like, I've had acquaintances in my life that I'm. Like, super nice, too, and I enjoy their company. Yeah. But, you know, it's typically, like, at a job. When I start a new job, I make new friends, and it's great. Like, um, you're cool, but do I want to hang out with you all the time? No. No. Uh, actually, sometimes I look forward to you not being at work <laughs> some days. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that at my current job because I, I genuinely love everybody that I work That's with. That's awesome. But, like... um. I've had jobs, like, as a young kid that I'm just like, okay, I really hope you don't show up to work today. Like, oh, when are you on the schedule next? Okay, I'm not, I'm not coming in that day. <laughs> like, I've had you know, that. I've like, had it's, that. it's just kind of one of those things, like, yeah, you're great to talk to for a couple hours, a carry conversation with and everything, but you're not someone that I solely want to invest my life into. Definitely. And that's, it's not cold-hearted to say that you don't want to like make more friends by any means but I think that on certain levels you just can't connect with people like you do with other people you know does that sound fair to say yeah no I get that because I have been told by one of my good friends that I um am not very I'm very intimidating Mm. so I guess to get to know me in the first place, <laughs> you'd have to really want to be friends with me to talk right. to me or, I don't know. And then another one of, actually our really good friend, um, she she was like, you know, as soon as I first started talking to you, I was like, I really want to be friends with her. And I was like, Aww. oh my God, same. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and then you come across those few gems. I guess it's just people you vibe with. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that goes, you know, towards you got to have people that love you like you want to love yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you, but, like, f- friend to friend here. Yeah. I want someone who sees me as well as you see me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my friend standard is you. If I... Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Same. Like, yeah. It's like... <laughs> if I feel like garbage and I come over, I want you to tell me... And I'm being ridiculous because I'm a motherfucking queen. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. like that, those, are, those are the people I surround myself with. And I love that. And I, I don't want, you don't want people that are just going to drag you down. Or, like, are great to hang out with for that moment. But then, you know, when it comes to something serious, they just disappear. Because they see you as an acquaintance. You well, aren't someone that matters. And, you know, like, 
love what you do, support what you do. Right. I see all you girls in my chair doing your hair, whatever. You right. support me through that. I wanted to wear a crop top yes. to my birthday. And everyone was like, yeah, do it. You know, oh, they weren't yeah. like, nah, girl, you're you going to look like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I think I would look. But right. no, you definitely need that positivity. No, and I think that while acquaintances are wonderful and are a great way to make connections oh, with new people. I think they know you well enough to be that positive influence for you because they don't know... Not saying you're lying to your friends, but they might not know what triggers you. Right. And they might be a little too honest. Yeah. Because there's things that you say to your friends. That you're not going to say to a stranger. That, well, not only that, but like, how do I explain this? Like, if certain things would bother you to say, you just don't say it. Rather than lying to the person, you just don't say it. Right. Where if it was a stranger and you didn't know it triggered them, you'd say it, mm-hmm. not knowing. Oh, so, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like you and I. We know that when we hang out, you know, yeah, it's great to have a drink or two, and it's a good time. But, you know, for somebody who doesn't drink, that might be an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know them well enough to know that they don't drink on a regular basis. Or maybe they only drink on the weekends. Yeah. But I know, like, if I go over to your house and say it's a Friday night, if I look at you and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not drinking tonight, you're not going to be like, ah, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're drinking. In reality, you are going to say that to me. But, like, if I... I'm like, going to be like, well, that's lame. Right, yeah. Whatever. But it's it's the most loving way. Well, yeah. Cause... It's with all the love in the world. It's not a... a like, oh, wow, you really are lame. Like, oh, yeah, no, an honest I, statement. That, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be fucking rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, and I just think that it gets lost a little bit sometimes. Like, kind of gets, I feel like acquaintances are more on the level of, like, like, duck status. They're right there on the surface of who you are as a person. They're right on the edge of the pond. But that's all they know. But that's all they know. It's not like your fish friends. Yes. Your fish friends are in, no. in the water. That's a really good way to explain it. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah. Get you some fish friends. Definitely. Better yet, get you some bottom feeding friends. Because they see all the way down to your your deepest, darkest parts. That can be terrifying. You know? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> We're scary people. Don't <laughs> do not get us wrong. We are terrifying people. But no, I'm just kidding. Deep depths of my soul. <laughs> but we definitely, we're just not, I, I don't, I have many acquaintances. I only have few friends. And then I have even fewer that are on like my inner circle. And that's so funny because you're such a social person. Right. I, like you I, I'm super know nice. so many people. Yeah. And I, I'm acquainted with many of them. See, I don't really... But I'm not really <laughs> interconnected with money. I do not acquaint with people. <laughs> <laughs> we're either friends or we're not, period. No, that's kind of how I am. No, you it's, very much are that person. I don't even... Not on purpose, but like the time I do have. Uh, I don't know why. And this may come across as like not great or whatever, but it's kind of like... 
if you're not, like, worth my time, I don't have all the time in the world. So, like, Fair enough. the people that I have time for are my good friends. And, like, if you don't fit, sorry, you're not getting any of it. Right. Like, cool. But you're, you know. you just, you're way better at prioritizing than I am, I feel like. Friends-wise? Yeah. I, I would say so. Because I feel like. Like, she knows. Jean knows. I have a super busy schedule. But it always seems like somehow, some way, I'm making time for everyone. If they... You spread yourself so thin. Right. But I feel like your your attention and your concentration on things is much more... It's more focused in the time that you have. Well, yeah, because I have, like, way less people. There's maybe ten people that I would maybe jump in front of a car for, but... Don't, if you're not one of those ten, don't even ask. Right, like, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not saying I want to, but I would. Right. I was, um... I had come across... Shoot, I didn't save the link. It was, like, seven unhealthy warning signs or something dang i should have looked into this a little more or seven hinting problems or something okay i'm terrible at explaining and i don't remember (laughs) what i did um toxic traits Anyway, there's seven different ones. So, um, this one is specifically for relationships, but it can tie into all relationships in general. 100%, yeah. Um, the first one being having trouble trusting the other person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't trust you, I'm probably not friends with you. Or oh, yeah. Like, you're oh. not family. Like, I don't know. Like, if I don't... I'm kind of selective with my family, too. Like, if I don't see you on a regular basis, it's for a reason. <laughs> you know? If you haven't right. seen me in a while, there's... Yeah, I probably don't care for you much. Right. Well, and that, that goes back to your time. You're not about to waste time on people that aren't going to do the same for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you if you have a trust issue with someone, it can be really hard to want to make that effort to give them and time. Trust is such a big thing with me. Yeah. It's I I I feel like trust is a pretty big I mean thing in general. Yeah. Yeah. Between friends, family, couples, Anything like that. I feel like people need to really be able to know that they can rely on you, given any situation. Yeah. And if they can't count on you to be there, then what's the point of being... You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I have people in my life that yeah, I can count on them being there. They're going to be late, <laughs> but they're going to be there. You know what I mean? They're going to give me the time of day, but... It's going to be late. Oh, my late God. time. They're going to be late as hell. At least a half hour. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the other type of trait, um, 
Okay, that's not the name of the article. I'm realizing this. But anyway, the second thing on the list was um, turning your internal negative thoughts into actions. Like this other person is making you really think your negative thoughts are real and you acting maybe angry towards them or because of them. So kind of like a, they're not really feeding your, not really nurturing you, they're more feeding your like, your negativity. And that can kind of seep into like your inner monologue. Yeah. And bring you down on a different level. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore when you think about it. Like, especially when you put feelings of like love into it. Yeah, that can be a really hard one because then you'll start getting out of on yourself about your insecurities and right i can really mess up a relationship both past and present yeah or if especially like if you commit to that person in whatever way that you commit to a person you know whether it is through a friendship or if it's a more intimate relationship or even some marriages people walk in with a misconception that this person that they're marrying is going to be you know amazing and Especially if you haven't, not saying that everyone has to date somebody for a very long time or right. whatever, but I feel like it helps because uh, I still learn new things about my husband and he, we've been together for 14 years. Oh my goodness. You know, yeah. like not, not a lot of things do I learn, but like I can tell you after three years, I didn't know everything. Right. About him and vice versa. Um, it wasn't until we started really living together for a while that I really... You get to know a person a lot more intimately. Well, yeah, you, you don't really them. know your friends real well and their habits. You see them in their natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kind of. Like, you don't know what kind of habits you have as a person yeah uh until you're you know spend 24 hours and you're just like whoa i normally would do this but i can't because they're around and i feel weird about it right (laughs) well like and i can speak you know i've only lived with my significant other for we've lived lived together for just over a year now Mm -hmm. and there are so many things that i've experienced with him that i didn't think I would experience with another human being as far as the types of fights we've had and the types of <laughs> disagreements over like household things and the littlest things I have fought about paint color right like it's and it's or like it puts you on a different where to level chair yeah, uh, <laughs> where the furniture is going, how to hang the TV, or can you put furniture together as a couple? Like, Why'd you set this on the counter here? I don't want it here. Well, I do. Like, right. oh, man. Or don't leave your stuff all over the house. Like, you have a tendency to walk in the door and leave a trail from the, the back door to the bathroom. Like, I'm glad you, you got your towel to the bathroom, but can you put it in the hamper? Right, yeah. It's next to it. Yeah, it's next to the <laughs> hamper, but is it in the hamper? Nah. No, and, like, you... I feel like... How I talk to my partner now mm-hmm. is way different than what it was when we first started dating. Oh, 
For sure. Like, my inner demon has come out and talked to that boy a couple of times. I used to, like, run to the bathroom if I had to belch or something. Oh, my God. And now, really? now I don't care. It's all part of me. Mm-hmm. I'm a burp I, I have all of it. I have completely puked and shit myself in front of him because I was sick. And you know what? I was just like, you know what, dude? This is it. This is who I am. This is happening. <laughs> I'm sick. It is what it is. Right. And thankfully, the only thing that got him was the noise. Aww. I'm a loud puker. Oh, yeah. That was the only thing that got him. Bless his... Sweetheart. My sweet sweetheart. <laughs> um, the third thing is when you compare yourself or your other per- the other person compares you to their ex. So whether it be ex ex friend, ex whatever. Yeah. Either you yourself are doing it or the other person is doing it. And letting you know about it. Or sometimes they don't let you know about it. You yeah, know? they just do it and they don't realize they're doing right. it. Yeah, like, uh, two do- totally different people. And in relationships, I know that's probably one of the hardest things is not comparing. Right. To an ex. You know, you're trying to have a fresh start with this person, but you kind of have PTSD because of the last person. Right. And, well, and it's like with you, you know, you've... You've only really dated, what, one person in your lifetime? Like, seriously dated one person in your well, lifetime? Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I was 16 when I... Right. So, you guys, you know... <laughs> I mean, I had, like, boyfriends, but it wasn't any... Boyfriends. Yeah, exactly. Like, my boyfriend. Like, middle school boyfriend type deals. They're yeah, cute, you know. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any... There wasn't no way before that I was, you know. Like, right. Oh, we went to a dance or, oh, we hold hands in the hallway. Yeah. Well, and, like, I've been through a couple different serious relationships and uh, the, dyna- the, the, the dynamic, the dynamic between <laughs> them um, as people um, has just been incredible. Like, I went from the first serious boyfriend I had was... Uh, quite a control freak as far as um him being completely in charge of how he spent his time and energy and money and come to find out you know at the end of the day like he was that way because um (laughs) he was dating me and one other person at the same time and then uh broke up we with me the night before his wedding so that is insane to me. Yes. Absolutely insane. And I had no idea, you know. So like did that, did that mess you up? Oh my goodness. Like it For put like me in the a next different relationship though. Like um did it make you more insecure about like what are you doing? Where are you going? Who uh, are you talking for, to? For sure. Like for a little bit, yeah. But like I the next and then my ass goes and dates somebody who's never had a girlfriend, never had the thought of a girlfriend <laughs> ever next. So then there was kind of like, I was like, I called myself damaged goods walking into like a, what could have been like a completely pure and, um, not completely pure because I mean, we're human, but like a more less damaged start to a relationship, you know? So, but I definitely, it's, 
there was comparisons over and over again. Like, not to the person, but, like, in my head. And I had to really talk to myself and kind of help myself heal through, like, okay, you don't need to check his phone every day because he's not cheating on you. You know what I mean? Or you don't have to be worried about running into his other woman because he's not that kind of person. Was he just, like, totally chill about it? Like, did he understand or did he kind of fight you about it? Like, I don't understand why you're like this. Um... It took him a minute to, like, work up the courage because he was a super passive person. He, it took him a minute to be like, okay, I've got to ask, why? Why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. And so, I'm kind, I'm the kind of person that once I'm in a relationship with you, be it friendship or intimate relationship, if you ask me a question, I'm going to try to answer it as honestly to the best of yeah, my ability. Yeah, you're all in. I am. So, I kind of opened that door and was like, well, if you want to know, here's... Here's the answer. And he, like, once he understood where I was coming from, uh, like, the tension about me checking his phone and the tension about me asking him questions, like, absolutely ridiculous. Are you seeing someone else questions? He really, like, took me by the hand and taught me how to, you know, trust somebody again. And, uh... He, um, once we went through kind of what we went through, we grew up together. We kind of grew up into our, sorry, my cats are very loud and very vocal. Um, (laughs) we kind of grew up into this, I grew up into a different person. And then, you know, unfortunately I'm not with that person anymore. Um, but we kind of both went our separate ways because when you grow up with people, they either stay in your life or they don't. And... Unfortunately, he just wasn't one that was going to stay in my life, so we went our separate ways. Well, it can be super hard. Like, I grew up with who I am with now, and we had some very rough road in our relationship because we were growing up trying to figure ourselves out, trying to figure out what we wanted out of a partner. Right. And just, it, that can be hard. It really is make or break, and it's not for everyone. Do you think that you guys, like, obviously you love each other. Yeah. But do you think that your love has changed? Yes. Over the years? Like. Yeah, I wouldn't say, like, it. it's just kind of evolved. Okay. Is more of a word I would put it. It's more mature now. It's not, like, young love. Like puppy love. Head over heels with somebody. You want to spend every waking moment with them. It's so much deeper than that. Yeah. It's like, I want you to be your own person and I want you to succeed. But, you know, at the end of the day, let's go do something crazy. Let's go on a road trip. Let's buy a house together, you know. Right. Let's have kids together. Like, you know, just somebody you know, even when they're not around, will have your back. Right. But it, (laughs) it takes a long time to get to that point, you know. Do you think that, like, all the stuff you guys went through in your relationship, because, like, again, we understand this is a pretty intimate conversation, but do you think that all the stuff you guys went through, like, the growing pains of becoming the adults you are today, do you think that was kind of one of those things that you would do again? 
For him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because going through that kind of made me realize how much I loved him. Okay. How deep the love really was. Mm-hmm. Because th- the things that happened, my first thought was, how are we going to work through it? Right. You know? When those problems came up. Or you was. not wanting to leave. Or, you know. Leaving just wasn't an option for you. Not emotionally. Okay. Physically, I wanted to. Right. But emotionally, no. And the thought of leaving that person by choice or losing that person made me physically ill. So, yeah, it was like, whoa, I actually do love this guy a lot more than I thought I did. And so, I, you know, we stuck it out and there was some hard few years, you know. Right. Insecurities that developed with me especially like yeah. it got really rough for me and he just was you know willing to deal with me working through things and yeah it just kind of like really helped strengthen us for what I assume was the long haul hopefully right <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're still together now so yeah but yeah you know he didn't really have like, he had girlfriends before, but right. nothing really serious. Nothing serious. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be a little jealous, but... Right. <laughs> um, so the fourth thing is um, when you constantly have to have reassurance from your friend or other person. Right. So, like... This is a red flag for me because you should already feel like you're, you know, like, I shouldn't have to ask my significant other all all the time if they love me or not. Okay. Or that they think I'm beautiful. Right. Granted, he does tell me, but I don't need it. Right. Or I don't need you to tell me that we're best friends because I just know that. You know? Yep. But if if you do need that and reassurance from somebody because you're feeling like... Maybe, maybe they don't. Yeah, maybe it's not. That could be a red flag. Right. And is it more... Is that more of like a red flag to kind of like take a look on the inside and be like, hey, is there a why reason I, why I feel this yeah. way? You know? Do I... Is there something that I need to address with myself? Because after I went through, you know, kind of, I went through a couple breakups that were pretty hardcore. Um, I got to my current relationship and I found myself really needing that, needing that reassurance. And I needed it often. And then I was really... Does that put strain on your relationship? Oh, yes. Because he's the kind of person that he wants he tells someone something once and he expects you to understand that he means it. Yeah, he's you like why I mean? do I have to keep telling you? I, I don't have to keep repeating myself. <laughs> and he's very much and it's not him being an ass about it, but he just he kind of he'll say it. He'll tell me like, "Yes, I this is how I feel. I shouldn't have to say it more than once." I think it's kind of a man thing too, like men are pretty like at least the men that I've dated are pretty like 
if I'm gonna unaffectionate. S- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not gonna say it if I don't mean it. So yes. Like, stop, yep. stop asking me all the time. Well, right. You know. Yep. And it's not to his fault by any means. It was it was something pretty heavy that I carried with myself for a long time. Though. And it's a reflection of my insecurities about myself. See, I constantly ask my husband to, you know, am I getting bigger? Do I look okay? Yeah. Yep. Things like that. And he's just kind of like, you always look good to me. Like, he's like, why do you right. ask me these things? Because... <laughs> what am I going to be like? No, you're hideous. I don't think that though. Yeah. So like, my opinion is well, like, you kind of need sometimes and not that he doesn't tell me all the time, wow, you look really good in that or you look really nice. Right. And it's nice to not be compared to other people too cuz he doesn't do that. Right. That can be really toxic. Some oh, people's yeah. men, some people's men like why can't you be more like that or whatever? If any, if your if your significant tell you. if your significant other says to you, why can't you be more like fill in the blank? Um, you need to leave. Yeah, uh, get out. The second you get compared to someone else, like blatantly to your face about any part of you, it could be why can't this strand of hair be a different color? They're looking to change you and not for your benefit, not for your growth, not for your development, not for your mental, none of that. They're looking to change you to suit them. That is and that's thing. selfish. It's terrible. It's not good. And that fuck that ooh, that that fired me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> that kind of goes into number five though. Um, you rely on that person to feel like you're enough. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, the reassurance and the, the enough, quote-unquote, yeah. factor. I struggle with this, but not necessarily in a relationship way. Right. Um, I guess it's sometimes, like, I overcompensate in certain situations, and I do go above and beyond a lot because I want to be that one friend that everybody goes to. I want to be that, you know... I don't want to be left out, you know? Right. So I will be like, oh, I'm always the reliable one. I'm right. Like, whatever. Not You're doing the extra, so. Not saying I wouldn't in general, but there are, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I want to do it for them. Right. Just so that, you know, I look like a good friend or whatever. Right. Well, and I think some people are, are really, they like, when it comes to not feeling like enough, I know I can personally say this. I think that's why I don't say no to people. Yeah. Because if I don't, then I'm not good enough to be their friend and they're going to leave me. So that, it kind of plays into like a deeper psychological issue that I deal with. Because, you know, just going back to, ba- you know, psych 101, you know, if your one of your parents leaves you um, at any given time you're going to have that complex of being left again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just kind of fall into that, like, it sticks with you. It really does, you know. And no offense to my parents, because they are now, they're amazing people. But, like, back in the day, they... Well, they were growing up. They were growing up, 
So they were learning their own way through <laughs> Trying life. Trying to raise us. So. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those things, like, you don't know the damage you do until it's already done, and you got to live with it. So I, that's a little bit where my not enough complex kind of comes from, but. I think mine was just specifically because I was always heavy, and that wasn't. Wasn't good enough. Wasn't perceived as, it was, you can't be beautiful if you're not skinny. Right. And that, it wasn't, that my parents never, ever, but that was just like how it was, they were towards other people and stuff. Right. And, um, you know, it just kind of got drained in my head. Well, I'm heavy, so I'm not, even though now I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm about to be 30. Right. I am what I am and... It is what it is. It is what it is. Right. But, yeah. Well, I think, you know, with you saying that, like, I'm, I'm as a person, just... I'm getting close to 30. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting close to the 30 mark. And I know that I don't want to live my... I know what it feels like to not feel like enough. And I can tell you I don't want to live my life like that. No. And I think that's where our desire to change and even start this whole podcast mission is because we want others to know you're not alone. Yeah. And we want to make we we want to make the change and we want to help you make the change. We should support each other mm-hmm. for sure. Um the sixth thing is feeling like there's a distance in the relationship. Basically when you're just not vibing with the person and you know you know. You just know. <laughs> right. You know um, for 100%. Like, if someone isn't going to... You're like, this isn't working, this isn't right, we're never on the same page. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty self-explanatory. Right. <laughs> um, and the last one is when you read into what people say too much. And I oh. do this... All the time. So we're going to spend some time on this subject. (laughs) I hate this because it goes back to not feeling like you're enough. But people will say things, especially people close to me, and I will read way too much into it and and get into my own head and have anxiety. Like, what did you mean? (laughs) Yeah, just like, not that this has happened. This is just an example, but right. like if my husband didn't like my shirt, and I'm like, you know, what if it wasn't my shirt? What if it was my body? What if he doesn't like my body? What um, if he thinks I'm gross and disgusting? And it just like the negativity just like balls. shoots out of my eyeballs. Like, <laughs> what in the world? And he literally just doesn't like the shirt. Just doesn't like what's on the shirt. Like it just. Things in friendships, you just get into your own They're head. the same way. Or like text messages. I know you and I have had some text we messages. We have had that, yeah. Where it's like, wait, are you mad? Like, why are you mad though? Like, and, I'm so sorry. And you're just, and we're just kind of like, the other person's just kind of like, no. no. How did you read that? Right. And it's so hard because there's no tone or anything in text messages. You're like, wait. Are you being sarcastic or like... Like, are we on the same page or are you in a different book? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I... I... I am huge for this. And I just think it comes from us, like... By nature, we're overthinkers because 
we've been groomed for so many years. How I mean, since childhood, to be like conscious of being polite to people. That was drilled into my head. Every personally. move made, every comment said, you mind your P's and Q's. Yep, and make sure, sure you're being a, you gotta be a polite, nice little girl. You know what I mean? Little girls are polite and kind to people. You know, and like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being polite and kind. But there's also nothing wrong with standing up for yourself and being like, yeah, well, you're not going to talk to me like that. See, that's the one good thing. My mother, she was like, yes, you need to be polite. But if somebody gets in your shit, you stand your ground. Right. And (laughs) you actually have said to me that I can slit someone's throat with a sentence. Oh, (laughs) this woman has a skill. She should have been a lawyer. I don't understand. I didn't think it was that bad. But, I mean, I told my mom that, and she goes, yeah, because I taught you to hold your own. You know? You you can defend yourself with words. And the most eloquently... <laughs> How do I say this? It's like... It's like a death dance. You know what I... <laughs> like, or not even like a death... It's like watching some ninjas work. With words. Like, I have seen you It's like take... we're both smiling. Wait, did she just insult me? Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I love, I love and respect that about you so much because there have been some days where I just wish I could do that and it would solve all of my problems to be able to basically tell someone to fuck off. But in the most professional way. Most professional, you know, I think way. I, I think I get that from working in the business I do. Oh, yeah, because beauty is cutthroat. We are all um, a little catty in the beauty industry, and we tend to... Hashtag savages. We, yeah, we do tend to get a little savage <laughs> and be a little uppity with each other, but in corporate America, too. Like, Girl. how do I tell you nicely that you fucking up? Mm-hmm. And I've had some great bosses that have helped me with that. Right. So... Shout out to those good bosses out there. Yeah. You know who you are. I definitely... Or like, you know, and I think with... With that, like, I I really want to say, you know, I, I struggle with um, being able to tell someone like, hey, you know, you're hurting me. Yeah. I tend to like bottle it. And just avoid them. Right. Oh, man, I will avoid someone like the fucking plague. It does not matter to me. See. But I shouldn't do that either. And I have a bad habit and tendency to sometimes just giving it right back to them, which sometimes gets their point, the point across. Like, hey, it doesn't feel so good, does it? Right. But that's not how you should handle it either. That's not a good that's not a good thing to do. But you definitely should communicate with them in some way or another. Like, hey, you're being rude. Right. Like you don't have to be rude to me. I don't know who hurt you, but it wasn't me. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, eye for an eye and the whole world's blind. I've heard that expression a time or two. Yeah. You know, so it's just like but it's also I think it's also good to remember, especially like sticking with a theme that, you know, Having a relationship with people is kind of a necessity. It's a part of this life because it's proven over and over if you don't you have relationships. You need those relationships and no one's perfect. We're exactly. all, all of us are going to have 
toxic traits and positive traits and we really just need to be there for each other and figure it out and figure it out figure it out but it's it's really comes back to if you want to have good relationships with people and you want to love people and have good loving people around you you got to look at home how is your relationship with yourself yeah how is you know or like for you spiritual people out there um speaking you know to everyone who believes in a higher power believes in the universe or anything like that you know how's your relationship with your higher power how's your relationship with your universe are you uh, are you one with the universe like are you one with your other you know higher power uh i can only personally speak for myself but like i know that my relationship with myself and loving myself it has to come from a more spiritual mm-hmm. part of my brain and it has to come from my soul. Cause if I don't get right with my soul, I'm just not going to be right. You know what I mean? Something's always going to be a little off. Yeah. See, I'm a very much, I'm a person that very much believes you get what you give. Mm. So in my mind, how am I going to give somebody love if I don't know how to allow myself to get you know? Oh, or yeah. How, you know, how am I supposed to love if I don't even know how to love myself? And I'm stuck with right. myself forever, which is rough sometimes. Some, yeah. days, <laughs> some days I look at myself in the mirror and be like, you've got to get it together. Girl. <laughs> oh, and yes. Then, and then some days I wake up and I'm like, hey, you got I this. woke up like this. Right. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, building those relationships with yourself or it's really gonna. It's really gonna change some things for you in your life. You're some, gonna realize that a lot of the stuff that you worry about and have insecurities about, they don't even matter. Yes. They don't even matter, or they're not even real. Not even real. So. Right, and I think that, oftentimes, people. Are really gonna struggle with uh. <laughs> sorry people are really going to struggle with getting like getting their act together you are gonna this is not this is not a one and done one day process okay, i mean i'm 30 and i'm still working on it like right. 30 well i wasn't out the womb insecure but like at least 20 of that for sure 20 mm-hmm. and i'm still working like i'm I wish my great grandma was still here. She was 102, and I bet you she could tell us some things. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like how she grew up, and she was too skinny. Always too skinny. That right. woman could not gain weight to save her life. She was always skin and bones. Like, and she had lived through some crazy things, yeah? Right. <laughs> and just like, not even things like learning how to love herself through that, but like, the way the world was was different. The oh, way man. the world told her to look at herself was different. Well, yeah, and she grew up in the 20s where women who were string beans, that wasn't... It wasn't a thing. It wasn't cute, you know? Yeah. They wanted some curves. Some, some thickness. Yeah, so... With a couple of C's. Crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff, so... Right. Well, but anyways... Tell me about this... Uh, Our whiskey of the week. Whiskey of the week. This smells pretty... Potent. Pretty potent. <laughs> It says 90 proof. So... That's some intense stuff. So today we're featuring um, Bullet Rye Frontier Whiskey. Um, It is uh, 
a delicious rye blend. Um, a lot of people tend to steer away from rye whiskeys because they tend to be a little bit higher proof um, oh, than okay. a standard whiskey. But this one is one of my particular favorites. Um, actually, because I've tried a couple different rye whiskeys and they're not as smooth as Bullet is. But anyways, um, one of my favorite drinks to make with it is a, a rye mule. So it is two parts whiskey and then two parts of the ginger beer. And then you add a splash of lime juice and add a lemon and a lime. And it makes one heck of a drink. It's got a nice kick to it, but it's also really, really, really smooth. So. Where did you come across this? Uh, local, just local grocery. Did you just say, oh, this would be cool to try? Well, or did you like, have it somewhere? Thankfully, thankfully in our lives nowadays, liquor stores are riddled with all of these like amazing oh, different yeah, options. Just treasure troves. Yes. Things. And every liquor store I've ever visited, or like even local grocery stores. They all have different things. Yeah. Like, you sometimes you can't find one thing anywhere else but that one store. So, when we're out and about uh, this past weekend being Labor Day weekend, we had an extra day. So, we kind of went trolling around. And uh, we stumbled across this. And we have other rye whiskeys in our whiskey, uh, whiskey cabinet. Liquor cabinet. It's mostly got whiskey in it. But... Um, <laughs> we, you know, we've tried other ones. And this seems to be kind of like one of the staple items that we like to have around, you know, um, well, my significant other likes to have around. This is the first time I was trying it, but like, um, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, definitely one of those things we're going to cheers to a couple of times. I don't know if Jean will drink it. She's not really a whiskey girl, but I mean, if I'm going to drink it, it needs to be in something real sweet probably, or a flavored whiskey would probably do me a little better. There Maybe, are, like, the honey whiskey we had right, yeah. featured last week. Yep. And especially because um, I was sick, and, like, hot toddies are, like, standard. Oh, yeah, like, I've heard that. I don't know if I've ever had it. I know that a <laughs> uh, certain somebody when I was a child would mm-hmm. take a little dip in the whiskey and rub it on my gums, you know, just to... Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Cause I'll put you to sleep. That's what they did back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> when, you, when your kid's teething and you can't afford orgel or, you know, whatever. And it does the job. Like, uh, my grandma, uh, my grandma, who is an avid wine drinker, actually, um, will not touch whiskey for that reason. Every time she got sick, she was fed whiskey, you know, back in the 60s when they... Yeah. You know, you know oh my they gosh. didn't really have cold medicine. They fed you straight up whiskey or brandy. And that's you know. usually what they had, man. Right. <laughs> Liquor cabinets it. were stocked. Have it on the <laughs> Oh, shoot. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us yes, for another episode. Thank you so much. And we hope you learned something. Yeah, make sure to like and subscribe and check out our page on Facebook. We got Twitter. You can tweet us. Let us know if you guys got any drinks you want us to feature. We can give you a shout out um, or any topics you'd like us to talk about. We can definitely do that. Right. So we're definitely open to anything new. Let us know. And we're always posting one to two times a week at least. At so. least, yeah. Yeah. So Please let us know yes. how we're doing. Just 
come support us and uh and we hope to see you in the next episode right thank you guys so much and have a great day cheers to loving yourself